Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of the Anti Shuffle Podcast, your local metal, rock, and experimental music podcast covering the local and international music scene right here out of Saudi Arabia. My name is Abdullah Mozaj. I am one of the hosts here on this podcast, and with me as well is Mansoor. Hey, how's it going? Good to be back. Good to be back. We're obviously a little bit rusty. So uh, just a little bit of behind the scenes stuff here. We uh, literally recorded, uh, we, we, went through, we went through 30 minutes of this episode before we realized we didn't hit the record button. <laughs> so now we're back. That's how rusty we are, man. That's how rusty we got. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we're going to, that was just a warm up. That was just a warm up. So we're just warming up Absolutely. and uh, we got we to gotta warm up because we got a lot of great stuff to talk about here. Okay. So uh, we have a very interesting topic. At the end of the episode, we're going to talk about new metal and the resurgence of new metal and how it's making a comeback. Uh, something that uh, Mansoor and I have always wanted to talk about uh, here and what better time to do it than now. Um, and when it comes to news, we're going to be talking about an infamous band making a comeback. Creed. Love them or hate them. They're making a comeback. Uh, and some other stuff as well. In terms of music, what do we got, Mansoor? We got a good one tonight. Uh, we've, we're going to talk about uh, bands like Power Trip, Chamber, Better Lovers, Seven Dust, uh, some of the local acts, Ana Anahno, all those uh, cool cats. So it's going to be a good one. All right. Great. So without any further ado, let's get right into the news. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's kick it off with the biggest news that's shattering the metal and rock and alternative scene right now. Creed is making a comeback. The mighty I mean, Creed. The mighty Creed. I'm yeah, honestly <laughs> like, again, I'll say it again. You know, if any band is going to make a comeback, I mean, it just makes sense that they're going to come back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really uh, hugely popular band during a certain era like what was it the early 2000s late like mid 2000s i guess um this they hold to me the same status as nickelback one of those bands that everybody hates but for some reason have an um, like an a a huge amount of following and they and and a a huge amount of uh, fans um in any case these guys are are reuniting uh, which I found a little bit surprising because singer Scott Stab, you know, everything I've heard about him is that he's kind of unreliable and he's been going through a lot of, uh, you know, weird um, issues. So, um, yeah, you know, I was kind of surprised about that. But I'm also, also surpri- I'm also surprised because Mark Tremonti, the, the guitarist in this band, while I'm not really into the kind of bands and side projects that he has because, it's, you know, it's in this weird you know, radio rock and, and metal kind of territory that I'm not really into, but, uh, but I respect him a lot. You know, he's, you know, he's had a very successful career as a, a solo, you know, as in his own project and in his uh, other project, Ultra Bridge. Um, so uh, I'm also surprised to see him on this, doing this, re- this uh, reunion. Um, yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about him? Mansoor? Yeah. I'm, I'm not the biggest uh, Creed fan. Uh, to be honest, uh, I mean, I'm glad Scott Scott Stapp got his uh, life back together, his act together. He I, he's clean and sober, all of that. And uh, but other than that, I'm not. <laughs> I'm one of those people who can't stand Creed. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, of course, as you said, it makes sense because they were probably uh, the biggest band and at the height of their popularity, they were, uh, yeah, they were just everywhere. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, they, they probably still have a huge fan base and they're going to probably sell out those big venues. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, not a big fan of the whole uh, post-grunge genre, even though I'm a huge grunge fan. So nah, yeah. post-grunge, especially Creed, because they have that... <laughs> At the when they when they were at, at when they were very popular and uh, you know they were always compared to Pearl Jam, uh, you know, and rightly so. <laughs> were they? Of course, because like everybody Why? was like, because like Scott Stapp, his vocals were. Oh yes, like, <laughs> okay, I see it now. Yeah. yeah, he was compared to Eddie Vedder like crazy, and I everybody was like, "Oh, is this Pearl Jam? No, that's Creed." So it's like, <laughs> that's whatever, good pissed, for them. Pissed you off? Oh. <laughs> But yeah, like I'll I'll say one thing about Creed, and this is something that I hate that I'm admitting. But there's one song that I really like for Creed, and you know, growing up in Saudi as a kid, where my only kind of opportunity to buy uh, metal albums was through buying like movie soundtracks, and the Scream soundtrack was was really cool. It had like System of Down, uh, it had uh, I don't know like a bunch of other bands, and one of the tracks I think was Creed, this song called What If. And that's like the best Creed song and the only Creed good Creed song worth listening to. If you hate Creed, go check that out. But otherwise, everything else is garbage. Creed sucks. All of these bands in that era that came out like Three Doors Down and I don't know what and Filter <laughs> and all those garbage ass bands. I hate all of them. They all suck. Actually, but, uh, I like some fil- some songs from Filter, but they're not that. Oh man, I cannot stand that era. Like that, that style of rock and metal like i i cannot get into it it's it's so bad to me it's so bad yeah. uh, but in any case you know if you're really into creed uh you know good news they're reuniting uh let's quickly move on to the next piece of news that we got here and it's something that i'm pretty excited about so um when you sh- i didn't know about this but uh, when i saw that you shared this i immediately uh went back and started going to the through the snot uh, discography um uh if, apparently there's a documentary being worked on right now uh for the late singer of snot and if you don't know who snot is um you might be like why is everybody making a big deal out of snot uh why is this being a documentary being made i would i would really suggest you go and listen to their to that album the only album that they released um when the singer was still alive and You'll hear it. Honestly, like they were so unique, one of the most powerful new metal bands, and they had so much potential. They're just so heavy, so aggressive, and they perfectly mixed good elements of like groove and metal and punk. They were like the best parts of of like these new metal bands and like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and like it's just it, they were just so good. And the vocals and the vocals like was also like on another level. He was really good as well. Um, and so. Yeah, and, and they and they were part of that era of the new metal era with the corn, with corn and and Limp Biscuit and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't heard of Snot, really encourage you to go listen to them. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to this uh, to this documentary. I mean, uh, Snot were, you know, they're an upcoming band, and they were signed to a major label. They released their only album, uh, which was called Get Some. 
and yeah. it's, uh, you know, it was, uh, I would say a moderate success, but they were climbing up the success ladder until unfortunately Lynn Strait, the singer died in a, in a horrible car accident. Uh, mm. but they were, you know, highly respected in the scene from their peers, you know, even, uh, you know, after their, their singer died, they released an album that, that featured many, uh, you know, guest singers from, from the genre, like, uh, Max Cavalera, John Davis, Fred Durst, uh, you know, Des Fafar, all those, uh, you know, uh, prominent singers from the, I think Serge as well, like, Serge. Yeah. yeah, from System of a Down. So, you know, and then they, they disappeared. And now I think they made a, a brief comeback with a new singer. But they're, they're one of those bands that were highly, highly respected and had a yeah. lot of potential. So th- it's, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. And also fun trivia. Their guitarist ended up playing, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember this correctly, they, he ended up playing on the, um, on the Limbiscuit uh, results may vary record hmm. album they ended up uh, when Wes exited the band they got him to fill in and play on that record so yeah looking forward to that go check out Snot one of the best new metal bands that ended that had their career end early unfortunately uh, next piece of news here is a bit of local regional news here um, metal scene Dubai metal scene veterans uh, Sivengali just teased, uh, 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 they teased something, okay? I'm guessing it's a new album that's going to come out. Um, if I know anything about them from, you know, listening to the EP, from listening to Adnan's Unmuted Project, I'm guessing it's going to be like some, you know, metal, hardcore-infused, kind of Chimera-influenced, uh, modern-sounding uh, album, you know? So really looking forward to that and, uh, and you know, um, you know, hope- Hopefully, as well, they, they'll, they'll make their way here to Saudi one day and, and they'll, get, they'll get, do a live performance. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll definitely go see them. Um, I'm excited about this. I, I, I really like their, uh, you know, their, their uh, album Unscathed, or their EP, rather. Uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. There's a great song on there called Ophidia. Check them out. They're very heavy. Uh, you know, and they have fantastic production on their records. So looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So with that, uh, we're done with news. How about we talk about some music, dude? Let's do it. All right. First release we're going to talk about here in term in, in when it comes to albums is the new. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's fair to call it the new, right? But it's the it's yeah. the, it's a live album, right? It's the Power Trip live album, live in Seattle. This was recorded in 2018, like it says here on the uh, on the cover. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? What do you think of? This is the first uh, live album that we review, by the way. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, this yeah. is that's yeah, true. I'm, it's a it's a great album i'm I'm a power trip fan you know uh it's so sad to see of course riley gale you know he's no longer with us uh but it's you know i'm glad they released this this live album because they were a great band live uh they were a fantastic band live i mean and this record really highlights uh you know their their sort of uh their energy and 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 their their just their ferocity live 
just the way they nail the songs and uh, you know the way uh, Riley Gale interacts with the with the crowd and gets the crowd going. You know, there's a lot to to really just uh, to digest here, and it's, it's just a fantastic live album. Yeah, you know, I'll say this about them: that I feel like Power Trip took the best parts of like, uh, let's say, Testament, Slayer. Anthrax, maybe, maybe even just a little bit of, I don't know, actually, no, never mind. I was going to say Metallica, but no, I don't think so. But like the best part of those bands, like that I just mentioned, and just like put them together in like this really nice, straightforward, um, uh, straight up, like aggressive package. Um, and unfortunately, though, like I'm not the hugest fan, to, a few hugest fan of them. There are other bands that do this old school sound that I enjoy much. And we've talked about them before, like Creeping Death, right? I, I really like how they package their like old school interpretation of, of old school music, right? But but Power Trip, I think they play it a bit too straight for my taste. However, mm -hmm. what I will say, though, is that if I'm ever somewhere where I hear that Power Trip are playing a live gig, I am definitely going. Like it's not and if, I, I'm not going to listen to them. Like I'm not going to actively, you know, listen to them and seek them out like when I'm driving or working out or whatever. But like, if I know that they're playing live somewhere, I'm definitely gonna go because it just sounds like a good time. Like they sound like a great time, and they and the and the music sounds like a good time as well. That's gonna be a wild concert, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, if you're again, if, if you're one of those people who think music like thrash with music metal music died with thrash metal in the in the 80s or 90s or whatever it is, then really go listen to Power Trip. Power Trip are, are are great like if you're into bands like testament and anthrax and like slayer and stuff like that you really like power trip um moving on our next record here is a bit more modern uh better lovers uh better lovers is a kind of um i don't want to say super group but it's a band that consists of members from the energy escape plan mainly the uh vocalist um the it has members of every time i die on drums, you know, bass and guitar. And then it has also Will Putney, who is a producer and he's a guitarist as well in multiple different bands like End and Fit for an Autopsy. Um, I was really excited for this record when I first heard the first single that they released, which was uh, 13 Going On 30. Is that what the name of the song is? I think something like that. Yeah. And I really like that song. It's a really good song. Um, and the record is not bad, actually. I, I enjoyed the record, but I don't know. Maybe I had like too much of a high expectation because all these bands I love so much and I really enjoy their records, like all the bands that I mentioned like that are part of this group. And then when they released that single, it was a great single. So I had really high expectations. And I guess like it didn't meet those high expectations, but I enjoyed it. I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to be listening to this um, from time to time because to kind of satiate my hunger for listening to more stuff that sounds like Dillinger. I love Greg's vocals. He's one of the best vocalists in the game. And I also love Every Time I Die is like type of, you know, a frenetic kind of a little bit mathy, but not too mathy territory of a Southern metal core kind of flavor of, of metal, you know. Um, but, um, but yeah, that's it for me. I, I enjoyed it. I recommend it. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is for, uh, you know, any fan of, of, of Dillinger out there. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. I mean, Greg is a master singer, great range in his vocals, can sing in different types of uh, styles, I guess. Uh, yeah. He's just a really powerful vocals. The drumming here is insane. 
I, I if the drumming is just totally insane here. Um, I, I'm not some of the tracks. I mean, they're not all that great. Uh, like the the title track is not that fantastic, but the rest of the album I thought was uh, pretty solid. It's more of an EP to be honest, but it is. Yeah, it's yeah. like four like it's four tracks only, like five tracks or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, but do check it out. It's all right. Uh, it's not wow, not Dillinger, yeah. oh, but it's all right. Yeah, I would say exactly. I would just say if you're, but again, you, you owe it to yourself. If you're a fan of any of the bands we mentioned, you owe it to yourself to check this out. Better Lovers, God Made Me an Animal. That's the name of the record and the band. Uh, moving on. Uh, dude, this album and this band, okay, um i i wanna <laughs> uh i wanna thank you for uh recommending this because i thoroughly enjoyed this and um so okay sorry again the name of the the, the band is some nuri I, again I'm, I'm probably gonna butcher the names of the of everything i'm reading right now the name some of the band nuri. is some nuri and yeah. the name of the album is desiderium is that how you desiderium. say desiderium i think desiderium. so desiderium desiderium yeah. okay desiderium um, so what's funny is that when I when I when I first went into this uh, into this artist's Spotify, I noticed that I liked one track. They did a cover for Alice in Chains, I think, like a while back, uh, and I remember liking it. Um, and I didn't know that I never followed them, so I, I never paid attention to them. But in any case, all this to say that I really enjoyed this record, dude. Um, mm-hmm. This is a kind of a surprise uh, hit for me. Um, one of those bands that take the best parts of um, all right, let's say bands like Baroness, Mastodon, um, uh, they do the kind of uh, sludgy, um, and even a little bit of a little bit of intronaut is in there. Intronaut light, mm-hmm. let's say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so all of these elements, and they mix it all together into like this really nice um, sludgy uh, sounding um, metal album. With great vocals as well, like um, uh, like a nice range of vocals, it's, uh, clean vocals with aggressive vocals. The big choruses are really nice, um, and I also like the way the album plays out. It starts off in this really methodical, like slower type of sludgier songs, and then with like then tracks start picking up, and you start hearing that a little bit of that mastodon influence a little bit. Uh, you start hearing uh, you start hearing tracks that are more upbeat and. And quicker and uh, and more um, exciting, let's say. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend this album. I love the way it sounds. I love the I love the songs as well. Um, great track, great, great album. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. I, I love this as well. I mean, it, it's uh, it, it's if you're again as Abdullah said, if you're a fan of like Mastodon, Baroness, and all that, all those kind of bands, you'll love this. It's uh, a very sludgy. Uh, a bit proggy at, at times, uh, good, in, you know, different influences from death metal, prog, maybe even alternative yeah. metal here and there. You get different types of vocals from like clean to death to like, well, death-ish, I would say, to yeah. screechy type of vocals. You have these killer gigantic riffs uh, with some melodic uh, parts as well. You know, for me, the highlights were songs like uh, Hollow Visions, uh, Flesh and Blood, and, you know, the title track. Uh, it's, a, yeah, I mean, it's, I think this is a close contender for one of the best albums 
that came out this year, and I'll I'll definitely listen to it again and again. Yeah, it's such a surprise album. I really like when like a, when I get surprised by a band like that's really unheard of, but they release such a great great record. And um, you know, I, I'm sure they're gonna get to go places because the record sounds great. I just love it when a band takes a certain sound and and they take they took that sludgy sound and they made it into something else. You know what I mean? So that's that's one of the things I really enjoyed about them as well. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're like a three-piece. Uh, yes, yeah, I think. Uh, uh, well, it's, but are they, they have such a big sound. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's you know, that's the thing about recording in a studio, right? You can get the sound, the sound to uh, you in the studio. You can make your band, your three-piece band, sound like a huge band, right? Yeah. It's how they're gonna do it live. That's the that's the trick there, right? Uh, it'll be interesting to see how how they do it live and how they perform live. Absolutely. But in any case. If you're into any of the bands we mentioned, if you really want to listen to some really aggressive, nice, sludgy tones with upbeat, proggy elements, alternative elements, great vocals, go check out some Nuri. Great, great band. Great record as well. Um, moving on. Uh, our next record here is uh, by a little band called uh, Chamber. Um, a Love to Kill For. Um, so this band... Uh, one of those, it's a recent discovery for me. Like, I think like a, a year, two years ago, like Spotify, like just recommended one of their, one of their songs to me. And, um, you know, I've been following them and listening to them. Um, interesting band. They do this hardcore thing with the, um, a little bit of mathy, like panic notes, kind of a, a little bit of the, uh, you know, a, a bit of the odd time signature stuff. Um, I'll be very honest, like um, the singles got me. I really liked the singles when I was listening to them. But listening to the record from beginning to end, um, I didn't get much, um, let's say, variations or I didn't feel like there was yeah. any like exciting <clears throat> changes between the songs that made it worth a while for me to listen to their whole record. Um, other bands that do this particular sound, hardcore bands that do this sound, um, I don't feel that kind of uh, fatigue with them. Um, so I I'm kind of disappointed. I'm a little disappointed, although they have some great songs here and there. Like the, they have some songs um, um, that are interesting, that are cool, that, you know, that are exciting. But I, I don't know if I would ever like get this record and just like listen to it from beginning to end, you know. And that's the kind of way I listen to, to music, you know, the way I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I got the same, honestly, the same feeling. I mean, there are uh, killer riffs here and there. You know, the songs can go, uh, you know, a bit up-tempo, but then really slow and heavy and aggressive. Uh, I mean, it's mostly palm-muted, sort of uh, very heavy riffs with, I guess, a bit, uh, with, uh, you know, some dissonant, maybe... Uh, Panic notes. Panic they call notes. them panic notes. Panic <laughs> notes. Yeah, those. <laughs> yeah, those kind of they're scattered throughout, but it's very samey. That's the thing, as you said. There's yeah. not much variation, and every song kind of sounds the same. Uh, without sounding very insulting, but this is maybe the kind of album that I'd, I'd play in the background, maybe, <laughs> you know, just to hear yeah, some probably some heavy riffs. But there isn't much, and it's a short album, but it does feel like it's a bit it's a 28 minute uh album but it feels a bit longer only because again you it feels like you're listening to the same thing over and over and over and over so i wanted to hear more variation yeah. honestly 
Yeah, I mean, you say it's a short album, but like that we, I've, I've listened. You know, there's been recent releases, and also like there are some of my favorite bands release but albums that are like thirty minutes, twenty three minutes long. Like, you know, if you listen, go listen to the Gate Gate uh, Gate Creeper album. You know, hmm. that 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 album is like only like twenty minutes long or something like that. But there's so much variation that it keeps you coming back for, to it and listen to it from beginning to end. Um, not the same case here, you know. Bands like Spy as well, Nails, all, all of these bands, like they do such a better job of this kind of sound. I will say I really enjoy the way it sounds as well, though. Like the, especially the drums, like that snare, like pops, dude. <laughs> like I don't know if you've noticed it, but like mm. the snare really, really pops on this record, and it's a, it's a production thing. It's a, this guy, his name is Randy Lebuif, I think, or whatever. He that's kind of like his thing, I guess. Yeah. But in any case, um, yeah, Chamber, if you're into hardcore, I, I would recommend it. Like, listen to it. Um, you might enjoy it. Moving on to our next uh, song here, Omerta. I mean, okay, so we've moved on from albums, guys. So now we are into the singles. Uh, uh, the, our next song here is Omerta Antiamorous, I guess yeah. is the name of the song. Yeah. Uh, and surprisingly, Mansoor is the one that put this on the list. <laughs> I, I the last person I expected to put, I was like, did we just get hacked? <laughs> <laughs> look at this album artwork. Does this look like something Mansoor would recommend? It's too modern for me, huh? <laughs> it's, dude, I don't know what, what this genre. Like, okay, so we're gonna talk about this later. But one of the links that we are gonna be talking about, and one of the articles that are talking about the resurgence of new metal. They they put this band as one of the uh, you know the new band one of the newer bands that are bringing new metal back, and I'm not sure this is new metal. I'm not sure that you why would they call this new metal? This to me is ADHD metal. Like mm-hmm. it is is so all over the place in yes. a good way though. I enjoyed it. Like I okay I'm talking I'm, I sound like I'm hating on it, but I enjoyed this track thoroughly. I enjoyed like how crazy it sounds, how like overly saturated in some place that it is. It's almost like hyper metal. Okay, if you if you've heard of hyper pop, this is hyper metal basically, where like it is just crazy. And I yeah. don't know if they can like I'm, I'm I'll be interested if this is part of an album or like they're gonna it's a single that's gonna come out part of an album or whatever. Yeah, I would probably. be interested to hear this a record and see if they can keep up the same energy throughout the entire record because it is insane. It's an insane listen. Yeah, um, yeah. absolutely, man. But but yeah, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. It's crazy though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it sounds like you're listening to five different bands all at once. Like I get. Yeah. Uh, a system of a down uh, kind of inf- uh, you know vibe and then one the, the next second i get like a mars volta type of vibe it's all over the place as you said so it's interest it's very interesting in that sense but yeah. no it's not a new metal album by any means call it whatever you want math rock uh, prog whatever it's not 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 a new metal album it's not new metal at all but it's great and it's interesting and this is but it's definitely not for everybody. I'm, I, I was like having a little bit of a hard time keeping up with it. Like, and and I listen to pretty aggressive shit, you know. But yeah. this, this, this is this is this is yeah. This was hard to keep up a little bit at times. <laughs> uh, but in any case, go listen to it. It's a really interesting listen. Omerta, go listen to Omerta Anti Amorous, uh, their latest single. Uh, moving on, uh, oof, another weird comeback. 
band Seven Dust. Were you ever into Seven Dust? Not so much. I mean, I respect them for the fact that they never broke up and they always continued regardless of, you know, new metal being popular or not. But I thought, you know, this is the new metal episode. Why not review the latest uh, Seven Dust? <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, I mean, either I was never really into Seven Dust. Um, and um, honestly, I, I did not. So that so Seven Dust released a new track and it's called um, uh, Holy Water. OK, um, I don't know. I did not enjoy this track at all. I found it. So I found the lyrics, the lyrical content. I found the songwriting, the music itself, um, this album cover, everything about it. Like this whole package was too uh, cringy for me. And and the music itself, again, it's 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 entering that weird three doors down Creed Nickelback territory for me. Honestly, like I just, regardless of how much chugga chugga you put into it and how much you make it sound like a froggy. Uh, in that beginning, like that part where he goes like gunk to gunk and like all that like stuff, it, it still it still sounds like a radio rock uh, song to me, because of the way uh, the overall song and the tone and the way it sounds. So, um, I I did not like it. I did not enjoy this track at all. Yeah, I mean it's it's your standard new metal song. Let's put it that way. There isn't anything new to offer. I I, I think LeJohn Witherspoon, the singer, is really good. Um, you know. And it's oh, yeah, been, yeah, I mean they've been going at it for for a long time, but this if you're into like all things new metal, you 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 probably know Seven Dust, but this is your yeah. standard new metal song. Yeah, if you're into new metal, or if you wanna uh, <clears throat> maybe you know check out one of the bands that were kind of considered as a pioneers of the new metal genre, go check out Seven Dust. Uh, but that's it from from our side here. Uh, moving on to a yeah something a little bit more modern here. Tesseract, War of Being. Mm-hmm. Um, Tesseract. So for me, there's like a couple of bands that I consider to be like the best in this prog metal kind of scene. Um, and to me, it's obviously for me like the contortionists are the best. Um, you know, fight me on this. I don't care. The contortionists are the best prog metal band, modern prog metal band in the world right now. Uh, and nobody does it better than them. Um, and then Tesseract comes for me as a second, you know, close to the second place. Um, their record uh, altered, uh, altered, uh, altered, sp- altered space. I, f- I forgot even what it's called right now. But that record, uh, just from front to back, uh, is amazing. Uh, it's such a great listen. I haven't been getting into the, everything that they've been releasing, like all the latest stuff that they've released, but they're still not bad. Like, it's good. Um, so with that being said, I uh, there's a couple of reasons why I didn't like this track. Um, I found the lyrics, like especially the opening lyrics, are a bit ham-fisted. Like, they're a bit... They're written a bit and they're performed in such a way that it was a bit too hammy, let's say. That's the only way I can describe it. And the second thing is, it's the same old Tesseract. Like it's, any, I'm not saying like, you know, you know, you can innovate, there's this limitation to how much you can innovate and change your sound, right? But, but dude, it sounds exactly like, you know, like Tesseract, like, which could be a good thing if you're someone who's really into Tesseract and you just want to hear the same old 
you know, type of, you know, time signatures and riffs. But for me, like, I'll just go back and listen to Altered Space and or that, that record that I was talking about. And, and, you know, I'll be happy because this just sounds exactly like that. And it's even, and for me, like the sign of a long song being boring or like getting to a point where it's kind of not interesting is I had to look at, you know, how much song of the song is left when I was listening to it. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, you know, I'm kind of disappointed with it, unfortunately. Yeah, same here. I, I, I found the song to be too long-winded and repetitive mm. and just it, it wasn't going anywhere. Uh, even though I really, really loved their, their last album, uh, the previous one, Sonder, I thought okay. it was great from start to finish, and I, I'm really looking forward to the new one. I mean, despite the fact that this is, you know, this was a, a disappointing track, I'm still looking forward to the album. Uh, but uh, you know, if the if the song doesn't do it for you, check out the music video for the song. It's really good. Oh, really? Uh, visually I'll awesome. Check it out. It's it's. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the the song itself, I'm I'm not, I wasn't too impressed with. Uh, but I'll still check out the album. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, sorry, the album is called Altered State, just so that people know what I'm talking about. But yeah. Uh, anyways, but if you're a big fan of Tesseract, check it out. You're not going to get disappointed. And, or if you've never heard of Tesseract and this is your first exposure to them, why not? You're probably going to enjoy this because you don't you don't have that background. <laughs> you don't have that uh, point of reference, I guess. Uh, Tesseract, War of Being. All right, next song here. Uh, oh, yeah, local release. So, Ana Nahn, local Saudi band. Um, I don't know how I would describe them. They're a, I guess, a prog rock band. Yeah, prog rock with like uh, alt rock, uh, new metal, maybe influence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're interesting. They're also, they're an interesting formation or an interesting setup. They're a band yeah. with two bassists, a synth player, and a vocalist. They don't have a guitarist. Although yeah. there are songs, they released a they released a song before this called Bouquet Word, and it, it it has some guitars in it. So I, I don't know. I guess, it, but but mainly mainly like when you see them live and when they when you hear their songs, they're they're just two bassists and a synth player. Um, in any case, this is their latest song called Harfiyan, um, and I I really like their songs, man. I really love Ananahan. You know, like they it's the it's the tried and true formula. You know, Abdelmelek's great, great, amazing vocals. Um, interesting kind of proggy sounding, um, uh, um, you know, drums and bass uh, guitars as well. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say because it's just the same old good music writing, um, interesting music structure. You know, not a lot of bands sound like this here in our region and in, in, in Saudi or in our region in general. So these guys are innovating in that sense, and I really appreciate that. Uh, and the song is really catchy. I still, I still f- feel that Zanjibil uh, Asal Laymoon is my favorite and their best song. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, go really do check out Ananahan uh, Harfi and uh, great song, uh, well written, great vocals. Uh, yeah. What, what, what did you think of it? How did you feel about the song? I really dig this this uh, this track. I think it's one of their better ones. Uh, of course, uh, being a bassist, I love the the twin bass assault. Uh, you know <laughs> that the band has it, because it it, uh, it also doesn't sound overwhelming. 
so it's there's a really nice balance with all the instruments including the synths and the vocals and all of that um yeah i mean i i love the bridge in the song as well it goes to a really dark territory uh, but yeah i mean if if you if it's it's I, I think they have a very unique sound, but you, of course the, you can tell their influences from, like uh, you know, the, maybe new metal with Linkin Park influence and some prog elements. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's uh, it's 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 easy to digest though. That being said, you know, it's not uh, yeah, it's a catchy tune. Let me put it that way. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I get. You, yeah, you, you summarized, you summed it up there perfectly. They're easy to get into, although their the, the influences are, you know, relatively deep and complex, but they're relatively also easy to get into because of the great vocals and, and the great writing as well. So, uh, yeah, do check out Ananahan Harfi and their latest uh, single. Um, moving on, Hardcore Outfit, Code Orange. Uh, released a song featuring our boy Billy Corgan, Billy Boy, uh, <laughs> Billy Boy. Uh, the song is called "Take Shape." Uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about this track. I'm conflicted because <laughs> I really, because because <laughs> I really like Code Orange. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but everything I've heard from the releases of this upcoming album. Um, it's kind of it's okay like i i didn't feel like it's great um i really like their records you know everything from i think forever for me like forever is like their best record and it's my favorite record and that's the kind of sound that i really like they do a good job of like mixing you know or playing like hardcore music but you know making it access a little a little bit accessible i guess um but at the same time, being chaotic and insane. Um, but this this track is kind of weird. I don't know. It's um, the vocals are good, but it's just so average. It's mm. so mid, and Billy Corgan's feature in it is kind of weird as well. Um, did I like? You heard this track, right? Yeah, uh, I, I. I mean, even the it, music it, videos. Did did am I like? Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Billy Corgan's part is just that part where everything goes quiet and then he plays, he sings that little bit and then, yeah, and just go back. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's just so average and mid. I didn't like, I, I'm, which is disappointing to me because I'm a big fan of Code Orange. I really like their stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm a big Code Orange fan, but I, I love how, you know, on all of their previous albums, they managed to take the best elements from like, all the 90s kind of uh, metal that was coming out from like groove metal, hardcore, industrial, and sort of find a nice way to like balance them and mix them and, you know, yeah, and use the best parts of those kind of, uh, of subgenres. Uh, but this track was just weird. I don't know. I, I, I just, I couldn't, I felt like it sounded awkward. That's yeah, put it that way, and right. the, the, the Billy Corgan part even made it more awkward. Uh, and I love Billy Corgan. We, you know, I'm a I'm a Smashing Pumpkins fan, but yeah, I don't. know. It's just like it's it was like mixing it, oil and vocals water, just you know did not fit, dude. Yeah, his vocals were kind of weird on this track. Yeah, like it's it's. I feel did he 
do you do you know if Billy Cogan has been featured on any other song like if with any other band? Actually, no. Mm-hmm. It was there was an I- Tony Iommi album where he was uh, he he. But again, like you know, that track is kind of a collaboration between him and Tony Iommi, so it had a lot of Smashing Pumpkins in it. You know. Okay. So what I, the point I was trying to make is that outside of the Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan's voice just falls apart. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that like whiny, out of tune voice. Anyways, Code Orange, pretty disappointing for me. I don't know. Go listen to it and tell us if you if you enjoyed it or if, if, uh, I'm just overthinking it. Uh, moving on to the next release here, uh, another local release, a band that we've previously covered as well, License to Kill, Last Day on Earth, uh, post hardcore. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, you can say like post-hardcore uh, outfit license to kill based out of Riyadh here. I released their second uh, single recently. I think it's going to be a part of an album. I'm not sure. Anyways, it's a recent, their last single, okay? Uh, it's called uh, uh, The Last Day on Earth. And I think it features, yeah, it says here, features um, someone, uh, vocals from uh, Totoy. He's someone who, he's a vocalist from another band called Fireband. In any case, um, you know, I got to give it to them. Uh, they did a good job here. Um, you know, the previous track they released, uh, we heard it and, you know, I've expressed, you know, the fact that, you know, okay, there are some great, good elements in that song, but overall, like there was a lack of tightness. There was the production as well, left a lot to be desired. Um, but it feels like they fixed a lot of that stuff here on this track. This track is actually as far as a, you know, hardcore kind of, um, post-hardcore, um, I would say even a little bit of emo, like it kind of it gave me a little bit of Funeral for a Friends vibe with like a little bit of, you know, maybe Glass Jaw uh, kind of vibes as well. But in any case, good job. Yeah, I I, th- I, I really enjoyed this track uh, and I thought they did a good job at improving on their production, improving on their music writing and their performance as well and, and tightening things up as well. So um, yeah, good job. Good job, guys. Yeah, uh, to me, you know, the, the the intro part, the main riff sounded like a very old school thrash, uh, you know, thrash metal uh, song. And then it, it shifts to modern metal territory. So there's that cool balance between the two sounds. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing maybe more music from these guys. Yeah, yeah. I think they're doing a good job. And I think, um, oh, we didn't talk about this in the news, but apparently, so yeah, Riyadh Inferno is happening in August. So, and they're going to be performing live there. So maybe we'll awesome. talk about that in the next episode. But in any case, yeah, you, there's an opportunity to catch them live next month. So License to Kill, keep an eye out. Ah, yes, Monolord, it's all the same. Let me guess, Mansoor, you really enjoyed this track, right? Come on. I did. Yeah. I really yeah. did. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, it's a cool uh, Sabbath, uh, Sabbath-esque uh, kind of uh, song uh, or EP. Yeah. It's two songs, right? So far. Uh, so far. But, yeah. yeah. I, and any, anyways, Monolord, like their previous releases, it's always been like very anemic. Like they, they like it'll be an EP with like three tracks or something like that. I'm not sure yeah. if this is it, but... But yeah, like I really, I really like Monolord. Like this is not the first time I heard them. Like I've, I've been a big fan of them since their previous releases as well. I really, really love the Black Sabbath thing that they do. Um, 
and I think they do it really well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it sounds heavy, it sounds aggressive, uh, but it's like this this you know obviously harkens to this Black Sabbath sound, you know. So oh, yeah, big time. And they do it really well. They do it really well. And uh, yeah, if you're someone, I feel like this is this is perfect for me because I'm like someone who's always. You know, I appreciate that old school music, but but I just want it to be more. You know, I want the production value to be higher. I want it to be a bit more aggressive. I want the guitars to be heavier. So this is perfect for me. This is exactly like the and I love the way the opening riffs kicks in and then it just takes you somewhere else. You know, like it's the opening riffs makes you think that this is going to be like a really dark and like aggressive song. But then it goes into like a, a scale that like it just opens up a little bit more. It has a bit more melody um, and it's obviously uh, it's that Black Sabbath thing, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah. I think there's a lot uh, more to it because I feel like a lot of the and I love the sludge, stoner, whatever you want to call it, doom genres, but a lot of them take one aspect of, of the Sabbath sound and just stick with it. Uh, yeah, Sabbath w was a very you know diverse band in terms of not. I mean, of course they wrote, they set the blueprint for heavy music, and they had their own unique. Uh, style of riffing which never which aged pretty well it still sounds yeah. you know great to this day uh but it's you know with it, that heavy sort of uh, sludgy tone i feel like most bands just stick with that and sort of don't take the other elements of sabbath sound which is the the dark atmospheric sometimes psychedelic sounds uh monoloid sort of inject those elements to their music as well and i i feel like they do it in their own sort of idiosyncratic way, but it's still very much uh, Sabbath influence, but in their own kind of style as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yes, yes. That's the that's one thing that they do great as well. It's like, yes, they take that influence, they take that kind of sound, but they also inject it with their own flavor, um, you know, making it making it their own, essentially, basically. So, uh, so yeah, really, if you're into old school metal, if you're someone who's into Black Sabbath, if you or if you just want to listen to some good music, man, Monolord, uh, go check out Monolord. Check out uh, the song is called "It's All the Same." I think it has actually something else, like it's, it's it's it has a name then between brackets, like it's all the same. But anyways, yeah. if you just look, it's all the same. You'll find it. Yeah. Um, last song we're gonna check out here, uh, and uh, one of my favorite releases of of recent time as well, Baroness. And I'm so happy that there we didn't talk about. Did we talk about any? in the previous episode did we have a baroness release i don't think so i don't think so so okay we didn't get an opportunity to talk about the fact that baroness are back and releasing an album uh it's been a while i think the last album they released was like what in like the um late 2000 uh 2010s yeah i'm not mistaken uh and so far everything that they, they this is their like second single i believe that they put out um, and everything they've been put out sounds so good and so great. And I'm really excited for this new record. Um, and, and this song in particular, like kind of is a, is a, is, a, uh, is an interesting direction as well. Like it's not, you know, like it's not your typical Baroness uh, stuff. Like it sounds, um, almost like, uh, I idols, in, like that, that little talky, uh, vocals bit. It sounds almost like a idolesque, you know, like mm -hmm. the band idols. Um, but again, you got the same amazing guitar riffing, uh, amazing, uh, like, you know, big melodic vocals and chorus parts. Um, 
heavy parts as well. It's just they're a great band, and I really enjoy them every time I listen to them. Um, uh, and I'm really looking forward. And it's, by the way, yeah, speaking of video clips, <laughs> the video for this song is actually really great as well. I recommend people to check it out as well. Yeah, I'm afraid to say I didn't enjoy this track. I mean, honestly, the last Baroness album that I really enjoyed was the Blue album. I mean, when oh, they. Oh, wow. Not yeah, even Golden Grey. And... Yeah, they had so many other uh, albums after that. And honestly, it's ever since. Like the Yellow and Green album had some good moments here and there. But after that, I just couldn't get into any of the music that they released. And I was a big fan when they came out with the Red album. I love that album to this day and the Blue album. I, I even saw them live a, a long oh, time ago when they were cool. touring for those records. Yeah, but I just that's like a long into... time ago, though. Yeah. 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 I'm that old. Um... That was like peak. That was peak. <laughs> you're that old. <laughs> but that, but that, you're talking about a time when it was like peak Baroness um, popularity, basically. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, mean, um, I tried to, uh, to get into those uh, last couple of albums. I just couldn't because I always felt like Baroness had this perfect balance between like heavy riffs and beautiful melodies and all that but so it seemed they seem to have lost it after the the, the yellow and green album i okay. want to get into them as much as you know i, I want to enjoy those albums it's just, I fi i'm finding it really hard this this yeah. track though is um it's okay i mean it, it had uh, i feel like uh really uh like that i definitely there's that idols type of uh influence and maybe the early sort of grunge when grunge was super underground like the i don't know i got that vibe like the first nirvana album and you know mud honey and tad all those early underground uh, early melvins even vibe sure. uh so it's an okay track for me i mean it didn't really blow my mind okay uh, i'll check out the album for sure yeah no absolutely um Baroness Beneath the Rose. Check it out, their latest single. And with that, Mansoor, we're done with music, singles, and albums. Let's uh, make our way to the topic of this episode, New Metal and the Resurgence. Are you ready? <laughs> absolutely. I am absolutely ready. So, um, you know what, Mansoor? Why don't you uh, give us a little bit of an intro? Um, about today's topic. What are we talking about and why are we talking about it? Okay, so uh, we're, gonna, we're talking about, uh, you know, is new metal making a comeback? Uh, you know, recently there have been bands that have, uh, you know, uh, coming up with their own brand of new metal. They're, uh, they sort of, uh, they're, they're, they're bringing the genre back to life. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of uh, th there's been a lot of uh, talk about this, you know, in the metal world, you know, whether new metal is coming back or not, because at some point in the mid maybe 2000s, new metal stopped being cool. Uh, you know, a lot of other genres and sort of subgenres in the metal genre sort of took over like, uh, you know, melodic metal, maybe this Swedish death metal, the new wave of American heavy metal the gent and so on and so forth. So now, uh, but not only that, uh, apparently new metal is making 
a, a comeback in terms of streams and listens. Many, you know, there's been an, an upsurge in, 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 in sort of streaming of, let's say, classic new metal bands like, you know, Limp Bizkit, Korn, all those kind of bands are coming back into popularity. Uh, after the genre had kind of uh, died and many of the sort of new metal bands either broke up or, or kind of uh, started making more hard, hard rock uh, kind of sound. Uh, but now, you know, it's making a comeback. Apparently. Yeah. I w you know, I, w I, w I wish... Um... Uh, you know, I wish I knew what, you know, what's the reason for this comeback. Um, I feel like, you know, a couple of things happened probably that kind of ended up stirring that pot, right? So, you know, there are documentaries that's been coming out. Uh, so, for example, uh, that, that, that Net Netflix documentary that came out about Woodstock, I'm sure that kind of created some interest into new metal. Um there are some cases where will you see um, bands, modern metal bands, but this is more of a recent example. But for but okay, so for example, recently um, a band, a very popular modern metal band called Fallen Fallen in Reverse, uh, or maybe it's just the lead singer Daniel Radke, um, did a cover of uh, Papa Roach. Um, so when things like that happen and also, and, and keep in mind as well, like a lot of the modern metal bands, when they, um, uh, you know, there's been a couple of interviews where, um, you'll always hear these, you know, ostensibly like what are considered today, the heroes of the metal scene, right? Like people like Spirit Box, you know, bands like, uh, um, you know, Loathe and, and bands like uh, even and okay, it's a little bit back, but like bands like Suicide Silence as well. Um, well, they'll all talk about their influences. They'll mention Limp Bizkit, Slipknot, Cold Chamber, uh, Lincoln Park, of course. So all of that stuff go, comes together to kind of generate interest back into uh, new metal. Yeah. It's also the case that could be that you know, um, uh, you know, when, when when someone in this era is trying to get into metal. And they want to explore, like, okay, what's the precursor of that? Um, you know, I guess someone growing up in this day and age will is going to look back, and it's gonna, he's going to look back, or she's going to be looking back, kind of new metal, as opposed to us when we would look back, we would be looking back at like bands like maybe Metallica and Megadeth and Anthrax and Slayer and stuff like that. And people who grew up in that era would have been looking at bands like Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, and things like. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Like a lot of a couple of things always happen that ended up creating this resurgence and interest. In uh, did any of these articles like cite maybe reasons or you know maybe the speculations as to why this resurgence has been happening? Uh, no, I don't. I don't really recall. Uh, uh, you know what's the reason? But I can just you know from the top of my head, I think nostalgia is a big factor. Number yeah. one. I mean, people. Uh, you know, this is the music of. Uh, my generation, uh, no, no pun intended. Um, my my Gigi generation, my Gigi generation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we had bands that reunited, like Limbiscuit. They reunited a couple of times. Oh, yeah. 
But yeah, I but, mean, but they reunited because of this resurgence, right? It's exactly. not like they just decided to come back. Oh, guys, we're coming. No, because they noticed that like there's interest. Yeah, but some of the bands, uh, they never went away. Like Slipknot, you can still yeah. argue that Slipknot is the biggest metal band today. Maybe second or third. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they're still as popular as ever. Linkin Park, uh, you know, up until the passing of, of Chester Bennington, they were still kicking it. Uh, you know, uh, System of Down, they're as popular as ever. And in fact, I think Chop Suey reached uh, 1 billion streams on YouTube, the, the, the music video, like yeah. a, only like a year or two years ago. Uh, so there's still some a, a lot of demand for for new metal, even though it's it's strange because I remember at the time when when at the peak of its popularity, new metal was hated by many of the true metal fans. Yeah. It was disparaged. It was made fun of constantly. It was called things like like mall metal. Uh, you know the weirdest thing I heard like there's a video I watched where there was like a British TV channel doing interviews with metal bands and they called it sport metal sports metal sports yeah. metal that's the weirdest one I've heard okay that that yeah <laughs> that's a new one <laughs> but yeah I mean but, I... but dude like the the thing is like um so yeah, like so yeah, like you mentioned, like these bands are coming back, bands like Limp Biscuit, and then like you have bands like Linkin Park who are re-releasing, who who are capitalizing on the anniversary of some of their albums. Like so, you have bands like yeah, Linkin Park released that that um, Meteora uh, anniversary edition of their album with like three singles that were recorded and never released with mm. Chester. Um, um, and then you, you know, like that stuff is just. You know, I don't I don't believe it's happening out of a vacuum. Right. Like I'm sure yeah. they've like there's some kind of research happen or like there's some kind of notice of resurgence of that stuff happening. And I think it's because we live in a day and age of the Internet. You know, you have people and I'm seeing this around us right now. I'm actually seeing this around us in the local scene right now where there are younger uh, metal bands, uh, younger guys who are into metal and forming bands here. Uh, we follow each other on Instagram and we always talk to each other. And, you know, we're kind of a community and stuff like that. And, uh, you know. I noticed that when they talk about their influences and when they talk about uh, uh, who they love and appreciate as their influences, it's always new metal. Like it's always yeah. Limp Bizkit, Slipknot. Uh, it's always Deftones. It's always, uh, you know, Corn. obviously. All of these bands. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, they don't mention Metallica. They don't mention Megadeth. They don't mention maybe Pantera. Pantera kind of like... You know, Pantera straddles the. You know, they they're groovy. You know, they they've entered that groovy territory. So, yeah. um, as a matter of fact, people blame Pantera for new metal. There are some people who blame Pantera for kind of creating new metal. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Uh, uh, I can see why. I think that that groove metal genre that uh, preceded uh, new metal was a huge influence. Like the you know Machine Head, Sepultura, who who went full new metal. Um, yeah, Pantera, Machine Head, bands like Soulfly, Helmet, those kind of bands all influenced uh, new metal. But I think it's uh, as well what you're you're saying. Like uh, a lot of uh, the the modern metal bands, they cite new metal as an influence, and I'm pretty sure they're they're step like new metal. Uh, you know, a lot of kids they maybe get curious and listen to start going back to those new metal. <laughs> 
bands to listen to. And new metal has a, a very catchy, uh, you know, aspect to it. It's very easy to get into, especially for the younger crowd, because like the themes of new metal music, which I find very difficult to relate to nowadays, they appeal to like a younger kind of crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it's easy to get into, and it's good, right? Like, I mean, okay, it's it's easy to because we grew up in that era, you know. People were always disparaging new metal and talking about how it sucks. It, there are no solos. It's too simple. It's too rap vapid. But like, dude, you're forgetting the part where it's fun and interesting and it sounds good. You know, like, there's a reason why Corn was a Billboard chart topping like band. There was a reason why Limp Bizkit was that as well. Regardless of like how hard it is to listen to Limp Bizkit right now, like if you try to go listen to those Limp Bizkit <laughs> records right now, it's nearly impossible. Okay, the band is fantastically talented. Okay, yeah. the, uh, instrumentally, but Fre Fred Durst as well vocally is not bad, but lyrically, oh my god, like it's really hard to listen to him like sing and rap and do that stuff. It's, yeah, it's very cringy. I mean, it's really hard. It's. Uh, but, I mean, if you're a kid, you, I can. You know, it'd be easy maybe to get into that kind of music i guess so uh, but you know what else like to me the biggest piece of news that made me think yeah there's something there happening like other like when you when you hear the news that you know there is a corn and adidas collaboration happening uh and it's coming out in october this is kind of like when i when i heard this i was like it's about time like how did this not happen earlier you know like how did this not happen during the the time when corn was actually huge and they were billboard chart topping and they were like selling millions and millions of records and they were going like you know uh you know they, they were at the top and the peak of their popularity um but now you know i guess with the resurgence of new metal and everything and all of that you know hey finally you've got uh, you, you, you adidas is kind of like uh, you know capitalizing on that and when you know when a multi-million dollar or whatever multi-million whatever kind of company that pays attention and does something like this you know that they, they see a market there and, and and there's you know there's there's money to be made yeah it's a very good question by the way uh i don't know corn had a song adidas right very obvious uh uh you know uh, choice for brand collab I don't know. Maybe bands were were a bit afraid of 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 becoming of looking like a bunch of sellouts. Maybe back then it was a stigma. Uh, these days I don't think so. There's less of that kind of stigma. But for if you know your new metal, you know back then a lot of those new metal bands wore certain things like Adidas shoes. That was a thing. Uh, there was a brand called Tribal. I think it's still uh, it's still out there. Uh, tribal wear I think a lot of tribal, those, I think Limbiscuit wore it a lot right Limbiscuit POD I think the corn guys as well I'm pretty sure the corn guys wore that brand um, so it was a bit more subtle maybe um, yeah I yeah. don't think the, the bands were afraid of selling out because I mean at that point they were kind of selling out but like I think it's the brands themselves they, they were, were afraid like, to be yeah, associated yeah they were afraid to be associated with new metal I mean, yeah. I mean, Woodstock and stuff like that. They didn't. They were afraid to be. But now, like all of a sudden, it's it's interesting and and hard to be associated with new metal and and and, and that market, you know. Yeah, I mean, don't don't forget. Uh, there was 
it was a bit frowned upon to be associated with the band, those kind of bands and that scene at the time because uh, there was the Columbine Massacre, uh, which gave metal a bad rep. Uh, yeah, Marilyn Manson was like thrown under the bus for that one. Yeah, Marilyn Manson, I think Rammstein and all those kind and Korn, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I think they were a bit more uh, careful not to associate themselves with those kind of bands. Which, is, anyway. which is ironic because a new metal band then wrote an anthemic song about that incident, you know? Oh, P.O.D. Really? Yeah, P.O.D. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, what was the name of the song? Uh, the one that goes, we are, we... Uh, Youth oh, of the Youth Na- of the Nation. Of the Nation. Oh, that's yeah, a good yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, Youth of the Nation. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like P.O.D.'s music was very positive. They had that positive spiritual kind of aspect to it. Yeah, um, I feel, what was that song? Another one, I Feel Alive. Yeah, yeah that, that was really one. positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in any case, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see this kind of uh, brand collab collaboration yeah. happening. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, is it the question is, is it ma- making like a, a meaningful impact, new metal? I mean, or is it just one of those things where it's, Oh, there are some there are some new metal bands coming up because, like I remember in the in the two thousands, like from two thousand to two thousand ten, uh, maybe even beyond, like thrash metal was making a comeback. You had uh, many like uh, sort of thrash bands co- popping up here and there, like Municipal Waste and uh, Toxic Holocaust, those kind of bands that were that sounded like very very old school thrash. Even though like thrash in the nineties kind of died. Let's be honest. Bands yeah. either went a bit more commercial, or they changed genres, and or whatever. And then it, uh, you know, we're seeing all these new bands come up, uh, and some of the old school uh, thrash bands return to their old sort of thrash sound. So maybe new metal is becoming that, just that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know what's the long term. Um, effect of this, and I, I can only speculate that what's going to happen is that with this resurgence and interest in new metal in general, it's going to be, it's going to make its way and cross over to also metal in general. Yeah. And we're kind of seeing that happen anyways, with like, you know, really popular hip hop uh, artists collaborating and and actually putting like metal songs into their albums. Um so someone like Lil Uzi Vert, for example, who in his latest record had a Chop Suey cover. And it's awful. But like, can you imagine like when, when someone like him puts a Chop Suey cover into their record, how much exposure that's going to give to the new metal and metal scene? Yeah. Um, and then there's like multiple metal songs actually on that album. Uh, he did a collaboration with Bring Me the Horizon and Baby Metal. And that Baby Metal song is actually pretty heavy. So it's really weird. It's kind of a weird time that we're living in where it's like um, you're kind of seeing that interest rise again into metal. Is it ever going to be as big as it was before? That's the question that interests me. Like, that's the thing that that interests me. Is it ever going to be, are we ever going to find... Um, uh, are we going to ever get that, you know, band that sells the arenas, you know, uh, that big name, that big household name that everybody knows in the metal scene? You know, that's the question for me, because 
I feel like corn and limb biscuit were getting to that point. Not not really, but they're kind of getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you know. I mean, Bring Me the Horizon is kind of close to that, but not really. You know, like it's not it's not the same. Um, that's the kind of thing that, that that that's the lasting impact that I'm I'm kind of interested to see in all of the stuff that's happening right now. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we have to wait and see. I mean, uh, some of the newer bands, uh, you know, like Tetrock and, and what was the other band that, you know, that had Mike Here. Portnoy son, uh, Guerrilla Warfare, although Tala, uh, they're very new metal. Like they, they sound like th- th- those sounds really took me back to like 1999, 2000. Um, I don't know if they're spirit box. I feel like they're, they're big. They're one of the yeah. bigger bands. So I don't know if I would say like th- this list is kind of weird. They, first yeah. of all, l- like they're, 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 they're putting uh 10, t- they're saying 10 bands that are leading the new wave of new metal and, and code orange is on it, which is fine. There is a lot of new metal influence there, but yeah. But in any case, anyways, like new metal, it's, we're not going to be like gatekeeping new metal as well, you know. Like it's it, it's I guess the sound of new metal evolves, right? Like we've just heard like a band called, or we just talked about Omerta, right? And maybe yeah. that is new metal. Maybe maybe we're wrong, you know. <laughs> maybe this is the new sound of new metal. This is what new metal sounds like right now. But man, if you listen to a band like Tetrock, that that album, it sounds a lot like. Uh, it sounds like your typical new metal album, like with some modern metal influences and all of that, but it's like straight up new metal. Uh, Tetrarch. 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 Yeah, I'll have to check them out. Yeah. Uh, Even like with their visuals, like like new metal had this thing where uh, you find like uh, an abused doll or an abused child or whatever, like, (laughs) yeah, you know, uh, that was like a recurring theme in, in new metal, but and one of the yeah. things that made me hate new metal at some point because I was really into it at some point, then I decided to really hate it because it became like very formulaic. Uh, but now when I think about new metal, I'm kind of I kind of appreciate it because there was a lot of diversity of, in, in terms of sound and all that when it comes when it comes to new metal. Like you had the industrial type of new metal, then you had like the wacky type of system of a down kind of metal, yeah. new metal, and the rap metal stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there was a lot of diversity in it. And now I kind of appreciate some aspect, like I, I appreciate it for what it did. And let's be honest, like a lot of uh, the older fans hate on metal fans hate on it, but it was a, a stepping stone for a lot of kids to get into like true metal. And we saw, what it did for like the modern metal bands that are super heavy and that that have always cited new metal as as a as an influence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. If it wasn't for Limp Bizkit and Slipknot, I wouldn't have discovered, you know, Metallica and Megadeth and Pantera. And and then if I hadn't discovered those bands, I wouldn't have discovered the other stuff. I you know that I that I listened to as well. So so definitely, yeah. We owe a lot to new metal. And it will be interesting to see this this revival in general of metal and new metal. How is it going to take shape, and what's going to happen there? Um, and uh, what the, you know, it will be interesting to see in, in in internationally and then locally here as well. If that's going to seep here in Saudi as well. 
Well, I, I, I think when it comes to like uh, metal becoming popular again, I, I have more, I'd bet more on bands like Sleep Token than say yeah. the, the new, new metal. Sleep Token, Bad Omen, Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. Um, even bad. like cringy bands like Five Finger Death Punch and like, <laughs> and like, what are like the, these kind of, uh, that kind of genre of, of metal, you know, like those bands like that that play that particular sound that plays on a radio constantly you know yeah but i mean slipknot is still crushing it and if they take one of those bands uh, to tour with them they'll probably get a lot of recognition yeah um, so yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if if new metal made a very meaningful comeback in terms of like popularity and mainstream uh, appeal all right let's wrap it up with with last one one last question okay if yeah. if if there were a, a band lineup, okay, of three bands, new metal bands, were to come to Saudi, who would they want them to be? Me, personally? Yep, you personally, and then I'll say mine. Okay. Uh, System of a Down. Uh, Deftones, although they're not, I don't consider them new metal, but many people do, so I'll just stick with uh, the crowd. Deftones and Static yeah. X. Static X? <laughs> Power Man 5000 maybe as well. <laughs> but Static X, like, are they the same ever since the, the singer passed away? No, they, they actually have a new unknown singer. Oh, uh, right. A masked wow, singer who looks like the corpse of Wayne Static. That's Oh, God, that's horrible. Yeah. That is horrible. But it's, it's all in good fun, like. But, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I dig Static X. Um, so those, those are my uh, three top three new men's Okay. Bands. I mean, I'm not going to say, okay, I'm going to try to avoid saying Slipknot because that's too obvious, okay? Yeah. But the funny thing is the two bands that you mentioned, I'm going to also mention them because like those are two bands that I really want to see live or new metal bands that I'd love to see come to Saudi. So System of Down, Deftones for sure. But as, as my last band, I would throw in Cold Chamber. <laughs> oh, that's a, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I, Cold Chamber is, are dope, man. They're really cool. That black album that they had, the album that, that had the black cover, Dark Days, I think it's called. Yeah, that yeah. album is good. I really like that album. I never really uh, like got into them. And like, I never made the effort. Uh, but yeah. I, from the, what I heard, they were pretty, they were a fun band to listen to. Like that song, oh, yeah. Miloco and the cover, yeah. the Peter Gabriel cover they had, Shock the Monkey with Ozzy. Those are pretty fun tracks. No, no, they're they're very fun and they're very interesting as well. I would just for nostalgic factor, like I would I would love to also see Mudvayne because that's a band that I really Ooh, that I would Vane. really love to see live and and like that's the band like when that record hit LD fifty. Yeah, it's you know I completely forget this, but I think I think Mudvayne is the band that introduced me to the complexity of music. Yeah, unfortunately, they had that you know, prog. Prog element. They were the prog dude. They were math. Band. They were they were math. Like they were they had a bit of math. There were actually a lot of math metal in in their stuff. Like they they used yeah. a lot of odd time signatures, in a very simplistic way. But like still, like it it kind of introduced you to that concept. And um, although some of the songs on that album are you know I the other day I popped that record in to listen to it. Some of the some of the songs don't make sense honestly. Like there's like this one song that had like a lot of weird funk elements in it. Like it's mm. It didn't make sense, but but Death Blooms uh, uh, and uh, it's still like a banger, you know. Death Blooms is still yeah. a great, great song to listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Insane rhythm section and guitar 
Bass, the bass is insane in that. Uh, the bassist actually has a, like another jazz band, like, and he still does the same style of playing. You know, he's yeah, he's pretty still... insane. McCombs, Ryan McCombs, or is, am I mistaken? I don't know. I, yeah, Ryan I, Martini, I think. I yeah, I don't know his name. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, pretty cool. Hopefully, one day we'll see some new metal band come to Saudi. But in any case, that's a, a wrap for us for today and our uh, episode. Uh, I uh, let me ask you, Mansoor, how do you what do you think? How do you feel about this episode? Feeling good. It's great to be back again. We're getting uh, our rhythm back. Yeah, let's try to keep up the pace. And uh, we promise you guys, all five of you listening to us, we promise you to be consistent. Okay. And uh, we'll 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 be more consistent with our episode release. In any case, you know what to do. If you uh, are a band. Or if you're someone, a listener, whatever, whoever you are, if you have something to send us, if you have a, a, a an email, uh, sorry, if you have a suggestion, if you have a question, if you have a demo, if you have a piece of news that you want to share with us, anything you want to talk us talk to us about, please feel free to email us at hate.mail at antishuffle.com. That is hate.mail at antishuffle.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. That is antishufflepod at antishufflepod. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on any of these relevant places. And uh, follow us, like us, tell us what you think. And uh, yeah, anything else, Masoud? No, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. All right. See you guys next week. Stay, stay against the shuffle. And uh, we'll see you later.